spiritual states, sacrifice. Hello, everyone. Hello, Dr. Leitman. Hello, hello. So, we're continuing our series of shows, and today I'd like to ask about a topic that represents a certain state it's called a burnt offering. There's a state in Kabbalah that anyone who is engaged in spiritual development according to the system of wisdom of Kabbalah goes through it. And the first question is, what is a sacrifice? What is its essence? What do we sacrifice? Dr. Leitman, we sacrifice our ego, meaning our own nature. The still, vegetative, animate, that wishes only to receive pleasure, have it easygoing, and to win in everything possible. Our aspiration to this kind of life, to this kind of state, it is the innate, natural nature, state of the ego. And if we wish to limit ourselves in it, restrict ourselves in it, and to reach a different state, where we don't want to use our ego, but to the contrary, we wish to distance ourselves from it, not to use it, then this is called a sacrifice, a burnt offering. But what does it mean that we sacrifice our ego? I want what? I want to get some kind of pleasure in this world. That's natural. And then what? I make some kind of restriction over it? Dr. Leitman, if this action is to the detriment of others, to the detriment of nature, then we need to try and limit ourselves and not use this action. And this is called to bring a burnt offering or a sacrifice, an offering, Host. So if I'm just getting pleasure, I'm enjoying myself, not harming anyone, then that's normal. Dr. Leitman, yeah, of course. Therefore, the wisdom of Kabbalah explains what is a sacrifice and how can you do it? What's the right way to do it? Host, so if a person gets the desire to receive pleasure at the expense of the other and if he doesn't allow himself to do it, then this is the sacrifice, the desire that I sacrifice, the desire to use someone to my own benefit and I as if sacrifice my efforts probably in order not to do it. Actually, you're sacrificing your ego. Host, why usually in our world are animals or plants brought as sacrifice? Dr. Leitman, our desire consists of four parts, the still vegetative, animate, and the human level. And therefore, throughout the thousands of years of development of mankind, it's been considered that to sacrifice, bring as sacrifice something or someone, this 
makes a person better, more successful, etc. And therefore, this is the result as a result of humanity's direction of bringing a sacrifice in the form of someone, something, or yourself, host. There are those that bring other people as sacrifice, Dr. Leighton. Yes, that happened too. Host, but that's incorrect. Dr. Leighton, and what? Is it correct to bring animals? Also incorrect. So you think that all these external actions altogether have no meaning? Dr. Leighton, if you think that you can kill something, destroy something, ruin something, and therefore you'll be better off, then of course that's not true. Post. But from history, we know. Dr. Leitman, there were periods where people killed other people, poor people that were caught on purpose in order to give them as a sacrifice, not only animals, but people too, of course. Post. Well, thank God today we're no longer living in those times, but from the point of view of religions, sacrifice, this is something that's always been around. Plants, animals, there was even a temple in the state of Israel a few thousands of years ago where these animals were slaughtered, brought as an offering. How should we relate to that, Dr. Leitman? That's how you should relate to it, that it was necessary to bring as a sacrifice, the still vegetative or the animate, and that way as if to buy your your way out. But it's in order for a person to understand what a real offering is, which comes down to a person having to restrict himself, not to kill another, but to restrict himself, meaning your animate or vegetative or still nature that a person restricts it, limits it in such a way that he uses it by way of bringing as an offering his own feelings, desires, intentions, and by that to be corrected. Host, so these wild desires of mine, like to use others to my own benefit, this is what I need to sacrifice. Dr. Leighton, yes, host. And since people couldn't completely grasp it or do it internally, then it started taking an external, exterior form. Dr. Leipman, yeah. Post. Even before the wisdom of Kabbalah existed as um, a method, Dr. Leipman, offerings is something that existed in all religions, cultures, everything. Post. So it, this is how it appeared in a person naturally that he needs to give something. Dr. Leibman, true. Host, you're saying that we are sacrificing our ego in order to come closer to the Creator. What's the, way, the right way to understand this? Dr. Leibman, meaning since the Creator is absolute good, He does only good. And man 
is the absolute evil, then if we limit our evil, then by that we already come closer to the Creator to some extent. We already become more like Him. This already is a sacrifice, meaning I'm already sacrificing myself, my ego, my evil habits, and this already brings me closer to the Creator. So, as Kabbalists write that the Creator is the absolute good, love, well, we we don't know any... This is what they tell us. We don't know what His real attitude towards us is. But if I don't use my ego in order to exploit others to my own benefit, then by that I near him. Dr. Lightman, yeah, host. Many times I hear, uh, I heard you say that we do not destroy our ego because we can't, it's our nature, but what we destroy is its egoistic intention, Dr. Lightman. The main thing is the intention. Meaning, the thing is that I can, I don't even know how to put it, I can kill a person. Uh, with an evil intention, and I can cut him with a good intention, like a surgeon does. One person cuts another person in order to cure him, or like a criminal cuts another person in order to kill them. The action might be the same, and a person who doesn't understand the meaning of the action, its essence, will think that it's one and the same. But actually, everything depends on the intention. Therefore, we need to understand every person's intention and to judge only according to it. Okay, that's clear. So, that I want to receive pleasure, that's normal. And that I want to receive pleasure with the intention of exploiting someone else and to receive pleasure from that, that actually is what needs to be corrected. Dr. Lake, yes, host. Uh, maybe a bit more, uh, a bit more of a complicated question. We said that there are three forms of ego. The ordinary kind of ego, like in the family, like at work, where we simply use each other in the crudest way. There is an ego that works in a group where the ego appears and hate and everything, and there's the ego of the third type where the where man attains the Creator and wants to use the Creator to his own benefit. All these three levels, they need to be all corrected, Dr. Leighton. Yes, they all need to be corrected, and what needs to be done is all that is to the benefit of others, meaning that a person needs to rise above himself and to act only to the benefit of others. But to the benefit of others, you know, everyone says it, from politicians to Dr. Leighton. So they say, so the words are right, only the actions and the intention isn't. Host, well, for the sake of others, it's something very abstract. 
How do you set the boundaries? What does it mean to the benefit of others? Dr. Leitman, that which is to the benefit of the other. I can't put it more precisely. For example, a person, he works in a factory for 12 hours. He's working for the sake of others, to the benefit of others. Yeah, he makes products, he pays his taxes. Eventually he works to the benefit of others. Someone teaches at school, some teacher. Is it to the benefit of others? Dr. Leibman, no. Host, what does it mean, an action which is to the benefit of others? Dr. Leibman, it is the intention, not the action itself. I can work for 20 hours a day, it doesn't mean anything. What am I doing it for? If I'm doing it for the benefit of others, then that is my motivation. Then I do good. And if I work 20 hours a day in order to make a million, then I'm not doing any good. So you need to have some kind of device in order to measure your intention. Dr. Lightman, we don't have this kind of device. We can't measure a person's inner efforts. We can't measure his thoughts. We can't measure any of these things. Host, yeah, that's a separate topic. Last question, maybe. Uh, burnt offering, you write that it is a person's ability to cut off a piece of his desire from the stale vegetative animate levels. And then you explain that the simplest is to work with the still desires in the Torah. It's described as the preparation of different objects made out of different precious metals, expensive metals. Then there's the description of different categories of animals as described in the Torah that are brought as an offering along with plants, etc. And the last level of the desire that they don't get, which is the human level, all the Kohens, the Levites, Dr. Leitman, am I doing things explicitly to the benefit of others or not? This is what measures it all. Why is it so encoded? The Bible is older than 3,000 years, the Torah. And most people still don't feel that there's need to come closer to the Creator, that there's a need to cut off pieces of your ego as it's written there. And those that do believe in it, they did it on the level of this world. Why is it all so hidden? Why isn't it... Put straightforward, Dr. Leitman. It is put straightforward. Only people don't want to acknowledge it. Most. Well, it's not written in the Torah that you need to work with your inner desires this way, Dr. Leitman. Why? It says, love another as yourself. What's unclear? All of these laws are very concise and uh, you can't turn them any which way. But when you read all those stories, Dr. Levin, then people start twisting and turning them. Why? Why not? For whom? For whom not? Host, yeah, who's the other? Your fellow man, Dr. Levin. Yeah, because of our ego. This is how we twist everything to as if our own benefit. Host, in our world, we bring... Oh, 
sacrifice is brought to the Creator to a certain place. Where is that in spirituality, Dr. Lightman? In the heart. That's it. So the temple is the heart, Dr. Lightman. Yes, and only. So, can I draw a conclusion that at first the sacrifice was brought, but people came closer at heart. Dr. Leitner, yes, host, as it says that to be as one man in one heart, but later on it all kind of dissipated and people started building external temples and bring offerings there. Dr. Leitner, actually, yes, host, or it was supposed to be in parallel. Dr. Leitner, no, 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 wasn't supposed to be in parallel. Altogether, there was no need to build any temple. All of that was supposed to happen inside a person. But people gradually distorted it. Yeah, we even see that those that are engaged in the wisdom of Kabbalah, that it's much easier to perform some kind of external action to someone's benefit than to try and do something in the heart to unite in some way. Not, not because it's hard, because it's simply unclear how to do it. Dr. Light, yeah. It's unclear. Clear is to bring a box of candy. That's clear. But to connect at heart, that's, I don't know. Host, yeah, uh, Dr. Leitman, yeah, these kinds of relations are clear, but to have a, a relation and a right attitude at heart, that's unclear. Host, so why is it so unclear, the method, Dr. Leitman? The, the method is very straightforward and clear that we need to do all of these things at heart. Host, but it needs to be direct, Dr. Leitman. And people, they bent it out of shape, they deviated it in a way. If you do it you know, to everyone's face, so everyone can see you, then way to go to you. That's what it became. Host. But it's not that someone's good or bad. If it's unclear to me how to connect that heart with someone, then obviously, because I have no other choice, I'm going to do it externally. I'm going to build a temple. I'm going to take some goat and bring it as sacrifice. And that's that. Dr. of course, that's the simplest. I'm not even saying whether it's hard or easy, but where do I find this goat inside myself, Dr. Leitman? You need to find that animal inside yourself, reveal it, to be convinced that it's your ego. Kill it. Cut it. Prepare it. And burn certain parts of it and eat them. You need to understand how all this is done. And it's all explained. Host, there's a method that can explain how to do all of this? Dr. Lightman, of course. Host, last question, which is not directly related to what we talked about today. But still, an offering, the concept itself of sacrifice, appeared after the um, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob went down to Egypt. Egypt, in Hebrew, is called Mitzrayim, which consists of the words Mitzra, 
the essence of evil, and there, the people of Israel, the Israelites, or inner desires, it depends on how you look at it, brought sacrifices, and the Egyptians, when they saw the way the Israelites brought sacrifices, well, probably it's their ego that they tried to connect. Anyway, they hated them for it. In general, our ego hates when we need to give some kind of sacrifice. And so the question is, could it be said that from here comes to root of anti-Semitism? What is anti-Semitism? Dr. Lightman, the root of anti-Semitism stems precisely from that state where people see that Jews, they do everything, they interpret everything according to the inner meaning of the word. Meaning sacrifice means the sacrifice of the ego. To pray, it's unclear to what God and what, meaning it's some kind of upper force that can give you the ability to be good towards others and others too. And the misunderstanding of Judaism is what brought to the beginning of anti-Semitism. So can we say that the hatred, the quality of love and bestowal that was cultivated by those people called Israelites that back then lived in Egypt is actually what caused anti-Semitism, meaning natural hate, Dr. Leighton, yes, host, meaning if I'm in the quality of reception and I want to receive pleasure only for the sake of uh, only for myself, and I see that someone else is trying to connect next to me in order to delight others, I, in order to bestow. I hate that person, just like we hate these qualities inside ourselves, Dr. Leighton. Yeah. Host, and this is where the hate started, Dr. Leighton. Yeah. Host, obviously later on it took on a thousand different other forms. So, in short, my hate toward the quality of love and bestowal this is what I awaken anti-Semitism by. Okay, everything's clear. That's interesting. We need to somehow investigate it. So, I think everything's clear about sacrifices. Dr. Leighton, good. So, study them. And all the best to you. <laughs>